Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all of our foes now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you, the blast every other week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak has crazy tech. We both love Marvel. He loves DC. We're both big nerds since 83. Welcome back, fellow geeks, to another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. I'm talking about TV shows and movies and comic books and merchandise and Funkos and all sorts of wonderful shit. That's right. I also said shit. We're the kind of podcast that gets a little raw sometimes and it's all good. So just deal with it, you cucks. Oh, man. (laughs) He's bringing it back. That's right. My name is Shoff. So if you want to blame somebody for that, that was me. Uh, It's S-H-O-F-F. That's right. Shoff. And um, I am one half of this dynamic duo. And uh, let me just tell you something. I couldn't do what I do in the studio here if I did not have the way, way, way uh, better half of mine. Uh, My bromance, my uh, hetero life mate, (laughs) the the, uh, uh, bride to my Chucky, Oh wow! The, <laughs> the hell to my boy, the peanut butter to my fudge. Uh, I'm looking at a protein energy bar. Happens to say that. So um, uh, I'm talking about Wonder Rob. Wonder Rob, introduce yourself. Hey everybody, I'm Wonder Rob. <laughs> See, yeah, there we go. Nice job. <laughs> uh, our listeners uh, can't can't see this because we're not we're not a YouTube channel, but. Um, Wonder Rob's hair is super long. My hair is getting out of control, you guys. <laughs> out of control long. <laughs> it looks really good. It looks really good. It's um, the longest it's ever been, actually. I'm, I am I only come from a place of jealousy when I make insults about it. <laughs> it's, really, it's really just me wishing that I could do the same thing. <laughs> but my hair would not look good like that so good only good one you. way only one way to try man that's true that's true just get just get super lazy like me and just refuse to get haircuts and boom <laughs> before you know it your hair is long <laughs> that's right <laughs> so for our listeners first of all we want to say thank you for listening um if it's your first time uh you're in for a treat okay well we always bring you geek news so we, we start our episodes with a little bit of banter we talk about what's going on in our world and then we flip into geek news and we talk about all the cool stuff going on right now in geek culture. Um, there's a lot to talk about uh, today, but the main focus of our episode is going to be on Disney+. Plus. We got some first impressions of the new Disney streaming service that millions and millions of people have already subscribed for. And there's already been crashes and all sorts of stuff with it, too. But in addition to Disney+, Plus, the, uh, the other feature that we're going to be talking about is within Disney+, Plus, and that's Star Wars' new original series, The Mandalorian. Hey, Mando. Hey, Mando. Half man, 
half DeLorean. That's right. <laughs> the Mandalorian. <laughs> so we will be talking all about that. Um, now, as far as what you can expect with us is it's always going to be a great time and it's always going to be full of, of geek content. So if, if this is up your alley, then what we would ask you to do is click that subscribe button so that you know when our next episodes come out. And also while you're at it, while you're clicking things, please also click five stars because uh, we need those ratings. So uh, if you're having a good time so far, it's only going to get better from here. Trust me. So five stars and then also review us when you get a chance to, because we do something really, really fun. When we get a new review in, we sexify it. Right. Wonder Rob. Oh, uh, sexifying it. We, I, we might have to come up with a new adjective actually, because it's far beyond sexifying. It's, it's so uh, true. Yeah. It's pornifying practically. One can only get so hard uh, yeah, before that's a good it, way to put it breaks off. So yeah. So um, unfortunately <laughs> for those we listening, don't. Yeah. we don't have a new review because you didn't write one yet. So uh, do us a favor. So we have one in time for next episode. Leave us a review and you can get as raunchy as you want to. It's only going to make the review that much more fun to read out loud in our sexy voices. Ooh, in my sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> my wife loves it when my I wife, talk to her like this. My wife loves when I talk like Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so uh, Wonder Rob, before we get into that geek news, I got to hear about your past week because I know for a fact that you got a new video game. Yeah, and that's it's kind, true. It's, it's the most amazing video game about walking that I've ever seen in my life. So you're going to have to tell me all about how you had pre-ordered this game and there was a huge long line. So you were just left stranding in that line. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> what a witticism. <laughs> tell us all about clever death, wordplay death stranding we got to hear about death stranding okay. and then whatever else you want to talk about all right well first of all i did not pre-order this game <laughs> <laughs> up until death stranding they've been working on it for three years uh, hideo kojima and i might be saying his name wrong of uh, metal gear solid fame uh has gone on to form his own uh video game company he said bye-bye to the corporate life he said bye-bye to metal gear solid and says i'm gonna make my own game and up until about a couple weeks ago they didn't really tell anybody what it was about it was just all this weird imagery of norman reedus carrying around like a little fetus baby and like uh some tupperware glued to his chest and running <laughs> around and nobody knew what it was about until the reviews started coming out and it actually intrigued me quite a bit. Um, I I couldn't get into Metal Gear Solid. It just wasn't a game that really appealed to me. But this game looked looked really interesting. And you're right, Chop. It's uh it's basically a walking UPS simulator. Um, <laughs> that is when you're actually playing the game. Um, I think I've I've had it since it came out. But of course, I'm, I work and I've got a baby and all this stuff. So. And Disney Plus came out, so I didn't get as much time this week as I really would have liked to. But I think I've played about six or seven hours, maybe. Um, and at least half of that, if not more, has been me watching cutscenes. Uh, there's a lot of cutscenes <laughs> in this game, man. There was a, a long stretch of cutscene that my, my PlayStation controller actually turned off. 
Oh my gosh. Wow. Because I wasn't touching it. <laughs> I was like, oh man. Um, essentially, this is a weird game, man. So this is a post-apocalyptic America where the death stranding has happened. Um, I'm not going to spoil too much because I don't know how many people are playing it or not playing it yet. But the uh, the the other side, the uh, the other side of the Rainbow Bridge, let's put it that way, when you die, has uh, crossed over into our world. Um, and when it rains, essentially it brings out all these uh, ghosts, uh, evil spirits, demons of the people who have recently died who haven't passed over. And if the rain touches you, essentially it, it's like a time machine almost. Like if, if I walked into the rain, it would turn me into an 80-year-old man. Really? Or, Oh yeah, it like essentially fast forwards time on you. So if the point of the game is, of course, you're a courier, Sam Porter Bridges, uh, played by Norman Reedus, uh, with lots of product placement. You're drinking monsters, and there's like a, a little uh, logo for I think he has a show on AMC or TMC or something like that, um, and a lot of fourth wall breaking too. But essentially, the premise is is that you're Nobody wants to go outside anymore because of this rain and the the death stranding all the ghosts, you know, coming up who just want to fucking kill you. Um, but Sam Porter Bridges is one of the few people who are doing courier services because he can sense uh, when the ghosts are present. And then with his little with the little baby uh, that's strapped to your chest, who is called BB. So you got <laughs> the baby's called BB. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Let that sink in for a second. There's also a character named Die Hard Man who wears a skull mask. I don't know what this guy's thinking, <laughs> naming characters. Um, there's a bunch more about really stupid names. Um, What's the scientist name that Mads Mikkelsen plays? Oh, I don't even remember at this point. <laughs> um, but, well, I, I haven't interacted with his character yet. I've only seen him like once or twice in a few cutscenes, so I don't really know much about his character yet. Um, but essentially, again, the premise is, is that you're, you're a courier, you can sense when the ghosts are around, so you can avoid them, and you're walking these wide-open landscapes, you know, delivering packages back and forth. Um, you get rated on how fast you make the deliveries, how, how uh, well intact the deliveries are, because you can very easily drop and break everything. <laughs> in this game again it's a walking simulator where you have to use the left and right triggers to like balance yourself on really? terrain. oh yeah um there's also a, a unique online component which i really think is kind of cool where if for example i were to drop packages and were unable to retrieve them like i tripped and fell and like a package fell down a cliff right uh potentially that package will show up in some other person's game. Somebody, oh. somebody else is online. And if they pick it up and they deliver it for me, I get the points, I get the recognition. And same with if I find stuff that people left behind and I deliver it for them, they get the points and the recognition. Does the package look different in terms of like the aura around it or no. something so that you know if it's someone else's? I mean, it tells you. It's not like an aura, but it's like a little like a little dialogue box that oh, pops okay. up from it and gotcha. tells you what it is. Uh, same with like if I climb, like there's a, hev- uh, a mountain that's terribly hard to climb and I happen to have a ladder. Like I can use the ladder, I can leave it there and then that ladder will spawn in somebody else's game where I've left it. 
and help that person and they can like it and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it's got a really unique like community aspect to it, which I kind of like. Um, I've run into that once or twice where there've been ladders in particularly tough places and I'm like, Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) And I can get around. Um, but that's only if you have the online capability, right? Yeah. You can play offline and you know, you just don't get that particular aspect. Um, and when it's raining, when the, the, the toxic rain is happening, it also damages your packages. So like you want to go through the rain or get undercover as fast as possible. Um, but ultimately, it's it's what it sounds like. It's a courier simulator with an in- incredibly convoluted story uh, <laughs> with very dumb characters. But so far, I'm enjoying it. But I mean, it's very slow going. It's slow paced. Like think, think at the beginning of... Um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. Like that that whole snow tutorial level, how long that took to like get through and how slow paced it was. It's like that. But you know me. That's what I like. That's like true. that slow burn kind of game. So, so far I'm enjoying it. Uh, so I'm sure I'll be reporting on this a little bit more. But that's uh, that's my first impressions of Death Stranding. Wow. I like it. Two, two Wonder Robs way up. Bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right. All right. Well, my I didn't play hardly any video games uh, except maybe a little bit of Link's Awakening. Uh, managed to beat the second dungeon boss finally. Finally, uh, man. Finally. Uh, it, it was weird. I kept losing against him, and then the next time I played him, he didn't get a, a single hit on me. I was just like beating the shit out of him. So is that is that the one that's a clown like in a vase? No, he's the end end dungeon boss. I was talking initially oh, okay. about the mid love the mid dungeon boss. Oh, okay. Uh, and I was struggling with him, but uh, once I faced off against the genie guy, he had such an easy pattern to figure out that it was like he was. I made quick work of him. I, I don't think I lost. I don't think I died once against him. It was like a one and done situation. Oh so. yeah, and everybody out there listening, if you didn't know, you got to keep in mind this is Shop's first time ever playing Link's Awakening. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, we need. We, yeah, I don't want to lose some slack. I don't want to lose my, my geek cred here. Yeah, <laughs> um, I also I also don't play it all that much. So um, it, every time I play it, I have to remember what the controls are again, and I frequently fall into like the the abyss. <laughs> like between like oh yeah that's right because i'm like oh crap what button was it that i was supposed to use the feather for i don't even remember anymore or <laughs> it's not even a feather it's a leaf see i don't even yeah. know what i'm talking about <laughs> it's all right we forgive you same thing feather leaf whatever <laughs> so but um, as far as my my updates um just uh two hours ago i shaved my chest what? What? <laughs> Came out of nowhere. Hold on, I'm writing this down. Shaw, going in the show notes. Shaw I hope so. Shaves his chest. Why did you shave your chest? I wanted something to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's fair. That's really fair. Okay, I'll give that to you. No, I, I didn't um, know we could do that. <laughs> all right i i had been intrigued to uh to see what i looked like without my my uh You're my trouble man without my chest lettuce without my my winter chest coat. lettuce <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i'm writing that one down too chest lettuce yeah without my meat hanging out you know what i mean wow so. dude i think you're in trouble man because like when it comes back it comes thicker fuller and darker at least uh that's the old wives tale and oh, darker I'd be okay itchy. with. Darker I'd be okay with. I mean, I'm going gray everywhere else, so I don't think it's going to come back dark. I mean, I only know from from my pubes. <laughs> I got a big old a big old uh, 
So you shaved your chest. Yep. yep. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> I did. Uh, I look. I look dead sexy. Look at my sexy body. <laughs> well, good. Yeah, good, man. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm, glad. I've, I'm, I see. I'm proud of it. <laughs> I can't. I can't shave my chest because I only got like three or four little guys coming out of the middle. Steve, <laughs> Stephen, Stephen with a ph, and Bob, and Stefan, <laughs> Fifen. Fifen, you know, like the yeah. with like, and then I got a couple of stragglers on my shoulders. Those are my extras. <laughs> Those are your uh, your your uh, understudies. Those are my spares. Because <laughs> you never know. You never know, man. Wow, we'd live very different lives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm what they call an otter, man. I'm like, <laughs> I can already I can already feel them poking through my shirt, though. I can already feel like the little the little. You're nubs. in trouble, man. You're gonna have to keep shaving. Oh God. What did I do? First, it's your chest, then it's your butt, then before you know it, it's your <laughs> chest and butt. And, and. Um, I, I did also purchase some Funkos today, Wonder Rob. I saw you showed me one the the Korg the the Korg from Avengers Endgame. Oh my uh, gosh, he's got his uh, Taika Waititi uh, jumpsuit jumper. on, and he's got the headphones like he's uh, playing Fortnite or whatever. Whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> playing Fortnite or whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, <laughs> you like burped <laughs> when you said that. <laughs> well, I like switched right into like as if I was from New York or some your, shit. It almost sounded like a Cajun. Well, well, Nolans, Nolans. Well, stupid. And I also got. I've been really jonesing for these Marvel holiday Funkos because mm-hmm. um, I got the entire last wave. So I was like, I got to get this wave too. Uh, and now I was able to, uh, uh, <laughs> can't talk. I freaking cannot talk. This is what happens when you shave your chest. I know. I lost my entire mojo. It's gone. <laughs> it's true. It's like, um, it's like when the genie lost the gauntlets, yeah. you know, it's you lost your chest. Yeah. I lost my chest, my chesticles. Yeah. Um, no, I was successfully able to find the Groot Holiday Funko, which is like Groot as a Christmas tree. Very cute. Very cute. Um, and then also, um, I'm still looking for the Rocket Holiday one. And that one is uh, him on like a snow blower of some kind or something like that. It's pretty cool. That sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, uh, and then I also got uh, Bulbasaur, which sounds like I'm saying Vulvasaur, but I'm not. Because if your vulva is sore, that's a whole nother situation. Man, you, <laughs> how, how long did you take preparing all these <laughs> before we started? I swear this is all just happening <gasps> off the cuff right off now. Off the dome, man. <laughs> off the dome. Right off the and, then, uh, and then, Wonder Rob, I got you, uh, I got you your, uh, well, one of your birthday presents. Uh, Ooh. Uh, while I was there, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to also get this one, too. So I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you're going to find out soon enough because your birthday is coming up soon. That's true. I'm old as hell, everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'll be dead soon. Oh my god! You'll be death stranding. <laughs> oh, so Way to bring it all around. So yeah, so that's uh, that's what's going on in my world. That's what's going on in my world. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, what what say you, Shaw fan listeners out there, that we dive into the geek world and discuss some geek news? Geek news. Nude news. Nude news. Oh yeah. Geek news, geek news. Okay. So Wonder Rob, um, I, I like to do this. Whenever it's my turn to introduce things, 
Okay. I like to I like to give up that responsibility and have you go first. That's so, fair. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you free reign on whichever story just resonated with you the most that you want to talk about. Oh hell, god damn. Okay, well there were a lot of a uh, lot of stories this week. I'm going through our agenda. Which one am I going to pick? Okay, let me. I, uh, I know it's going to be. I think you do. You think you know what it is? Because I'm going to tell you that Bill Murray is confirmed to show up as Peter Venkman in the upcoming Ghostbusters sequel. Was that the one? No. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I, I pick. You know, I, I figure I start with a a softball. Everybody. Uh, well, okay. So just like I said, Shaf and everybody listening out there, uh, everybody's favorite Ghostbuster, Peter Venkman. Although I was a Winston guy myself, I always liked Winston. Uh, but Bill Murray has been confirmed to be back in the uh, Ghostbusters saddle with this upcoming uh, Ghostbusters reboot. I don't remember if we've ever talked about this, Shaf. Did you like the ghost, the all-female Ghostbusters? I'm just curious if you liked um, it. I did. I I, I, for the most part, I did. My, my biggest issue with the female Ghostbusters movie was Kristen Wiig. I didn't like her in that movie at all. And I love Kristen Wiig, but it just didn't work for me. Um, I loved Kate McKinnon in it. I thought she was fucking hilarious. She was great. Um, I didn't mind Melissa McCarthy. I thought she was, she was fine. Leslie Jones is fine. I'm not, I don't quite get the hype around Leslie Jones, but um, I think- Leslie just- Jones, let me tell you something about Leslie Jones. She's funny on Twitter, especially because she live tweeted- her watching of Avengers Infinity War. And it was hilarious. And she live tweets when she's watching Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, which is my guilty pleasure. And so she, <laughs> she's very funny. She's very, very funny on Twitter. I'll give her that. She's. I wish she was more funny on SNL because whenever she's just, oh. whenever she's just on like Weekend Update as herself, she's just trying too hard. She's really trying too hard. Did you see when they did a Family Feud episode where it was Game of Thrones versus... Uh, Avengers, she played Groot. She it was her just in her just her being Leslie Jones, except she had just a little Groot hat on. And every time it every time it went to her, she'd just be like, "Bitch, I'm Groot." <laughs> oh She's good sometimes. She's it's, good sometimes. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not and bad. Beck Beck Bennett was Thanos, <laughs> which yes. which really. Really, I got a kick out of it because I've said this to you before. I don't think I've publicly stated this on Geek, so to speak, but Beck Bennett, when I watch Saturday Night Live, is my favorite cast member because he reminds me of you. (laughs) (laughs) That is is a very uh, uh, solid compliment because I think Beck Bennett is fucking hilarious. He's he's very funny, but like I said, I feel like I feel like I like him a little bit more than everybody because my best friend is Shaw and he reminds me of Shaw. The, the geek, so to speak, your leading podcast in Beck Bennett news. That's everybody. right. That's right. Uh, but, but let me let me let me reel it back a little talk bit. About, yeah, let's talk about the uh, original Ghostbusters. Okay, so um, Dan Aykroyd was on the Greg Hill show. He said, "We've shot our part, myself, Murray, Sigourney, and any pods, and it's really exciting to it's really exciting working on this new idea and to take the story which Jason, who's incredible, fine filmmaker, came up with." Of course, uh, talking about Ivan Reitman's son, Jason, uh, who Ivan Reitman uh, worked on the original Ghostbusters films, if you didn't know that. Jason Reitman wrote a beautiful, heartfelt script 
that takes the real DNA from the first two movies and transfers that directly to the third, the next generation. It handles the legacy, or excuse me, hands the legacy off to a new generation of stars and players and actors and characters. Um, this movie is going to be starring Finn Wolfhard. What a kick-ass name. Finn Wolfhard? <laughs> yeah, and he's also a really pretty cool kid, too. Like, he's very talented. So Wolfhard! He just uh, has great name, great talent, great everything. Good for you, Finn. Finn Wolfhard sounds like a werewolf who's ready to fuck. <laughs> McKenna Grace, Carrie Coon, and Paul Rudd. Ernie Hudson has also been confirmed to show back again for you Winston fans out there. But let me tell you, the one thing I was really looking forward to in this article is not here. I want I want Rick Moranis back. <laughs> Get Rick Moranis back. I, I don't think he's acting it. anymore. I no, he's he, not. Yeah. He's retired a long time ago because his his wife passed away. And so he he gave up acting to raise his son. Mm. So he just quit. And and he probably doesn't need to work. I mean, the guy was a big star. He was making that honey I shrunk the kids money. So like he he didn't need to work, but and that, that honey money. That honey money, Sonny. Uh, yeah, that's right. Off the dome. I can do it too, Shaw. <laughs> uh, there have been rumors and uh, attempts from other movies, other studios to get him out of retirement, and he's never been, he's never been coaxed. And there's been a lot of talk that is Ghostbusters going to be the one to coax him out of retirement. I hope so, man. But imagine, imagine if they don't announce it, and they, he's just in it secretly, like Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man. That'd be pretty good. That would be pretty cool. I actually want to see them incorporate the fact that Egon is dead and have the ghost of Harold CG. 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 Yeah. I've, I feel like I've read that somewhere or, or heard that premise somewhere. So maybe that'll be a thing. I'd be totally fine with it. But like a friendly ghost, you know, he doesn't need to be like fucking like nasty or something like that. No. Um, interestingly like he's enough, totally, he's totally friendly. And the guys are like, hey, Egon, you're back. But they're like, get the blasters. Get the, <laughs> get the, get the proton packs. <laughs> and they still, they still suck him up and put yeah, him and in they still eat. get him anyways. <laughs> Busting makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> um, interestingly enough, McKenna Grace, Carrie Coon, and Paul Rudd are all MCU actors. Ooh, with that trivia. Yeah. McKenna right. Grace plays a young... Uh, Carol Danvers, Carrie Coon plays Proxima Midnight, and Paul Rudd, of course, plays the Ant Man. <laughs> ants, ants. Scott Lang, I need you to be the Ant Man. <laughs> do it. Pim particles. <laughs> That's what I call it. What did you I... say? Remember when you told me something about Michael Douglas that blew my mind? Oh, here's here's a little callback for everybody. Because uh, I forgot what it was. Blow my mind again, please. Michael Douglas claims he got throat cancer from giving Catherine Zeta-Jones too much oral satisfaction. <laughs> so dumb. That's a real thing. <laughs> Remember, we, I even looked it up on the podcast because you didn't. Yeah, it was true. It was so true. <laughs> oh my god, myth, myth, not busted. That's right, confirmed, yeah. confirmed. <laughs> um, Ernie Hudson will be back too. That's good. I'm, I'm glad yeah. that, that we'll have uh, some uh, Zedmore Winston Zedmore back. You need more Winston, everybody. <sighs> All, All right. right. Well, that's what cool. else? What yeah. else do we got? Shaw, 
Hit us with some news. Oh, yeah. So guess what? Guess what? Okay, so I must take some time talking about the Arrowverse. Okay? Oh, boy. All right. So now I don't... I have, I, full disclosure, I have yet to see an episode of Batwoman. They're in their first season, but I haven't seen it. Okay? Okay. Because <laughs> uh, you hate women. No. Pretty, pretty love, sure. love. Oh, okay, good. Good. Me too. Hashtag me too. Hashtag time's up. I especially love one woman, uh, SSG. Just uh, she's not listening, dude. Yes, she is. Uh, okay, <laughs> she's right uh, next yeah. to me. She is. She's right there. Oh God. <laughs> okay, continue. Yeah. Um, for those that are watching, season one, episode six had some really interesting uh, news. So uh, Batwoman actually during this episode revealed the fates of three major Batman characters in the Arrowverse. And these are characters that had never been mentioned before. So very, very cool. Um, people I'm talking about would be, believe it or not, the clown prince of crime himself. The Joker. Was, what? Yeah. So... Um, uh, apparently, there's mention during this episode that the Arrowverse Joker is inspired by the one seen in Tim Burton's Batman. So, yeah. Inspired by? Yes. Like, how so? But basically, they say that um, the episode opened with the murder of a seemingly heroic Assistant District Attorney Stu Donnelly, a prosecutor renowned for putting some of Gotham's worst criminals behind bars. That includes the Joker, a villain who Donnelly is credited on the news with bringing to justice. So, so yeah, so they mentioned the Joker. Mm -hmm. um, they also refer to him by his civilian identity, Jack Napier. So... They're, that's how they're basically saying it's it's that they're the same person. So kind of crazy. In multiverse person. Yeah, in this, in this particular uh, Earth uh, of the multiverse, uh, the Joker is Jack Napier. So all right, Can't moving be along. The same one because uh, if you remember at the end of Batman eighty nine, Shaf he he falls off the clock tower and goes sublat. That's true on the ground, and he somehow while he was falling off that clock tower. Found the time and uh, the uh, the mental capacity to reach into his pocket and turn on the little laughing box. <laughs> like, perfect. This is why I brought this. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Speaking of interesting laughs, wah, wah, wah. the penguin is also mentioned. Okay. Uh, gets name dropped by Kate's partner, Luke Fox, who happens to be Lucius Fox's son. Um, and they talk about a period of time when Gotham was ruled by Mayor Cobblepot, a.k.a. the Penguin. So this is another instance of them paying tribute to Batman's uh, uh, legacy through Tim Burton's eyeballs. Because, of course, during Batman Returns, Penguin is running for mayor and it's a major plot point of that movie. So That's right. Interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the other person that's mentioned in the uh, in in Batwoman is Lucius Fox, which of course makes sense because uh, Luke Fox is uh, fulfilling his father's role after uh, um, Bruce Wayne disappears and and uh, Kate Kane takes over as Batwoman. So um, 
so yeah, so the, that's already characters that we've not seen yet in the Arrowverse turn out to be uh, there. But I will say this, turns out Lucius Fox is dead in the Arrowverse. He was gunned down by a criminal several years prior to this mention. And uh, they're not really sure if it has anything to do with Bruce's disappearance. But uh, Luke is apparently haunted by his dad's tragic death. So. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, so that's some kind of cool stuff. I like when uh, the Arrowverse continues to expand uh, uh, sort of all of the other characters that might exist within it. Since they have the access to the multiverse, they're really taking advantage of it and making sure that people are sprinkled throughout any of the possible Earths. But this leads into the next story, which is Mm -hmm. really, really important, is that this multiverse is about to explode because Crisis on Infinite Earths is going to be coming around later this year uh, into December. And there's a new trailer that just got revealed, and it actually shows two long-awaited Arrowverse heroes making their appearance in uh, visual form. We get to see the new Adam, Ryan Choi, Mm -hmm. And we also get to see Brandon Routh, or Ruth, however you pronounce it, uh, his Superman returns. (laughs) Get it? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, But he looks like straight out of the pages of the Kingdom Come storyline from uh, the 1996 graphic novel. So um, he's got that gray hair on the sides, pretty much looking just like me. Uh, and he's you got, do sort of have the uh, the old Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, and then um, he's got all those muscles, just like me, just and, like me. And his his <laughs> chest is shaved, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, but it was just a fifteen second uh, fifteen second TV spot, uh, sort of promoting this mega crossover that's about to happen for all the Arrowverse shows. And um, for those that don't know, the teaser begins with the Monitor, which is a, a very classic. DC character facing down a united front of several heroes, including the Flash, Supergirl, White Canary, Lex Luthor, believe it or not. Um, A widescreen version posted on YouTube also happens to show Martian Manhunter and Batwoman. And they also reveal um, the new character uh, coming in as Ryan Choi standing next to Lex Luthor. So it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I watched the trailer a couple times and I was like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but Brandon Routh looks cool. So I'm oh, gonna yeah. give it, I'm gonna give it two Wonder Robs straight up your butt. It's <laughs> <laughs> our new rating system. I just invented it. All right. Okay, well, uh, you know what, Shaf? Let me let me use uh your Brandon Routh Superman as a segue to another news story. How's that sound, buddy? Ooh, well, that good. good. I was going to say it doesn't matter because you don't have a choice <laughs> no matter what because I'm doing it. Uh, there have been new details about Warner Brothers open world Superman video game. Now, don't get your hopes up, everybody, because this doesn't necessarily mean you're going to see an open world Superman video game anytime soon. But apparently, uh, since according to this news article, 1976 they've been trying to make an open world superman game well that's crazy that's that's a long time you guys no i'm just kidding of course since 2013 they've been trying to get this off the ground uh but popular uh twitter leaker james sigfield uh that's at j j sig 212 james if you're curious to follow him uh has been leaking some info on the on these superman games so 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go over uh, just a few quick details. Of course, there's a lot of screenshots, screenshots, excuse me, in concept art that I can't show the listeners. But if you go to his Twitter page, you'll be able to see it, or I'm sure any 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 of these gig news websites have it. Um, but they were trying to develop an open world Superman game uh, since 2013. Uh, one of the earliest pitches. Got the green light from Warner Brothers. It was an open world Superman game that was similar to Marvel's Spider-Man on the PS4. It was going to feature a huge metropolis and a range of DC villains. Uh, of course, it was noted that it never made it out of the prototype stage, and it was canned. Aww. Um, the next one was in uh, 2014. It was a p- game that was pitched as Superman colon Unbound. It was set to follow the path of the comic series and animated movie. It was going to be a more linear experience. Uh, the game was going to take place largely in Candor, and I appreciate your Candor, <laughs> a metropolis-like city on Krypton. Um, so essentially, Candor uh, is a city, If uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Shaf, but a city from Metropolis that was sh- shrunk into a jar? Sounds yes. about right. By yes. Brainiac, if That's I remember right. correctly. You're absolutely right about that. Um, it didn't work out. The game didn't work out because Warner Brothers wanted it to run on its proprietary Arkham engine, uh, and the devs could not get this game to run on the Arkham engine for whatever reason. Um, but it was supposed to be less open world and more sort of linear game to... Um, Limit Superman's vast array of abilities, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, Sinkfield also noted that uh, Warner Brothers Montreal were at one point trying to develop a Suicide Squad game where you would have uh, be playing as Harley Quinn and Deathstroke, among others, which was also reportedly an open world game, uh, but they could not get it to work on the Arkham engine. <laughs> so they canned it. <laughs> uh, so for all we know, Shaf, there's going to be another... Uh, Superman game in the works, but who knows if we'll ever see it. But I mean, we've heard, I guess that sort of uh, lends a little credibility to the rumors that we've been hearing for a long time that um, the the Arkham developers were trying to develop a, a Superman game. But I guess, you know, the, the system's a little too complicated for them. I mean, it's only their job. <laughs> but ouch what do i what do i know <laughs> i don't i don't develop video games that's fair but there that's there fair. you go you guys uh there's a little news for you on some canceled superman games yeah yeah now okay final story of uh the geek news segment today is going to be focused on a little trailer that just came out that uh basically rewrites a truly embarrassing thing for Sony and uh, what I'm talking about or not Sony, but Sega through Paramount pictures uh, (laughs) is, uh, is the fact that Sonic the Hedgehog gets a new trailer. And uh, remember when uh, it first came out one to Rob and, uh, and Sonic was looking like a blue turd, (laughs) turd, turd turd in the wind. (laughs) Yeah, well, we had quite the field day talking about the the Sonic, as I recall, when that happened. It was just so weird looking. The eyes were beady and small. He had this weird teeth. Yeah, he had his proportions like yeah, his eyes his eyes were too far set apart. It just did not look right. Nothing about it looked right. Um, I think it seemed like that what they were trying to do was try to base it more in some sort of realism, but it just didn't look like Sonic anymore. And it's like, there's no reason why it has to be so real looking. 
Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the Pokemon movie, Detective Pikachu, I mean, those are from from pen to paper to cartoon to game to movie exactly the same. They didn't. Yeah. All they had, the only thing that made them like different was they had texture, like that you could feel like felt like they had fur or they had scales. It was like very um, like you wanted to be able to like touch them because and touch them inappropriately because why not? Oh yeah, right up. I Pokemon poop shoot. I want to. I want to poke that Pokemon. So Pika um, Pika Pika. But I will say they got this trailer together pretty quickly, considering when the the last trailer came out and their plans to totally redesign. They've they've been busy. Yes. So I mean, I again, I'm not in the uh, digital animation field, but I would imagine of uh, it's. I'm sure it was difficult work, but not so much that they had to start from scratch because I'm sure they, you know, they had the animation rigged and everything pretty much set. They just had to, you know, come up with a new model, a great new model and, you know, reset and re uh, re-render and everything because it's still, it doesn't look perfect in the, in the trailer. Uh, and what I mean by that, it still looks like a cartoon. Like it doesn't look like, like, like they've got a little more work to do on the, on the CG aspect, but the design itself is a hundred times better. Oh Yeah. It looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, can you believe it? <laughs> Why didn't they just start with this? Right. I don't get it. Or maybe they did start with this shot, and then they came up with a shit one to, sh- to show first to, like, drudge up some talk. <laughs> That'd be a very unique approach. Could you imagine? <laughs> um, I will say a lot of there's a lot of scenes that you see again, um, as but then a lot of new stuff that happens in this trailer. I really like. I don't. I'm not, I know you kind of feel a little bit iffy about Ben Schwartz. But, yeah, but I really like his voice acting as Sonic in this trailer. It works it's, for me. It's not bad. I'll give. I'll give him credit where credits due. It's not bad. My problem with Ben Schwartz. He, it's not that he's unfunny or terrible or anything, but I feel like he's being a little oversaturated these days. That's fair. Um, but I mean, good for him because he's making banks. So like, I'm sure he doesn't care. And I'll tell you what, if I was in his position, fuck yeah, I'd be like, put me in DuckTales, put me in Sonic, <laughs> put me in everything. Um, yeah, I like his voice acting isn't bad. I mean, I don't really have the connection with Sonic the Hedgehog that some people do. Um, I was a I was a Nintendo kid. I was a Mario boy when Me I too. was growing up. Me too. I did um, not have a Sega Genesis or any Sega system for that matter. My brother had a Dreamcast, but that was the only Sega system that I, I ever um, was able to play or be near. <laughs> I was when I was a kid. My my babysitter, uh, her kids had a uh, a Sega Genesis. I almost called it a Sonic Genesis. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe that's what it should be called because that's all we played on it. Um, and I mean, I played Sonic the Hedgehog a lot, a lot, a lot when I was over there. I remember the first time I saw Sonic the Hedgehog, actually, it wasn't at my babysitter's. Nickelodeon used to have this game show called Nick Arcade. I don't know if you remember that, but it was a, a game show where essentially these kids would have to answer trivia questions and then they'd get to play video games as like their prize but it was like challenges it was like collect 30 rings at at once or within 30 seconds and that was the very first time i saw sonic the hedgehog and i thought it was like what the hell is this game it looks badass of course i was like (laughs) six years old at the time um but i'll tell you the new 
getting back to the trailer, the new design looks great. I'll give it that, but I'm still not convinced this movie's going to be that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it still doesn't look like a good movie, and I don't understand mm-hmm. why um, why Jim Carrey agreed to do this. Film. Well, the guy <laughs> needs a paycheck. I mean, come on. <laughs> what's he doing? <laughs> what's, what's Jim Carrey doing these days? Jim Carrey was actually... I didn't mind Jim Carrey so much in the trailer because it reminds me of like a classic Jim Carrey, like Ace Ventura Jim Carrey. Yeah. Where he's like, where he screams at the guy about a latte. He's like, I love how you make them. I love love how you make them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Just like, just Jim Carrey in this. Like I, that's the, the really only redeeming part actually for me, strangely enough. But I mean, this is like, it's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie where half the time, at least from what it looks like in the trailer, where they're in a car and it's a road trip movie. I mean, that seems pretty cheap (laughs) to me. But again, I haven't seen the movie, so who knows? Maybe we'll end up loving it. But like a whole bunch of like, I'm from another planet. I don't really have any friends. So I just play ping pong by myself. I just do karate by myself. I just play baseball by myself. I just go to the world's biggest rubber band ball by myself. And now I'm here to save the world. <laughs> like, I have a feeling the movie's going to start with like Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm calling it right now. Okay. Everybody, listen to this. What's today's date, Shop? Did we announce the date at the top of the episode? Uh, we did not. It is the 13th of November. Okay. Remember Wednesday. this, everybody. 13th of November, Wednesday, when Wonder Rob called the beginning of the movie it's going to be a shot of Sonic the Hedgehog like fighting somebody, fighting Dr. Robotnik, a big giant robot. And Sonic's going to be like shot and tied up. And he's going to be like about to be electrocuted or killed by Dr. Robotnik. And it's going to be a freeze frame on Sonic. And it's going to be Ben Schwartz going, Hey guys, you probably wonder how I got in this situation. Well, it all started when I came to earth. And then it's going to cut back and then it's going to lead up to that part. That's how the movie's going to open. Guaranteed. Wow. Guaranteed. Remember, I called it. Remember, I called it, Shaf, because yep. we're going to go see this stupid movie on yep. Valentine's Day. In February Day. 2020, when we go see it. When we take our significant others for Valentine's Day, because it opens oh February gosh. 14th. Oh my we're, we're getting laid that night, buddy. High five. <laughs> 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 we're gonna we're gonna have to have sex with each other because there's no way there's no way our significant others are gonna be interested in us after this movie. It's fine, man. You just turn off the lights. We play a game called "You're Sigourney Weaver." And we move on. <laughs> You're Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> oh dang! Okay. <laughs> All right, and that's geek news. <laughs> And that's geek news for you, everybody. Okay, so we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about our first impressions of Disney+. Plus. We're not going to spend too much time on it because we have limited time to get through all of this stuff. We want to spend most of it on The Mandalorian Episode 1, which is the only episode that is available right now on Disney+, Plus because they're changing the way we binge. So with that, we'll be right back after this quick word about where you can find us on social media. Hey gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So To Speak 
podcast where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shock celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geekgasm, oh, inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We've got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. And we're back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, show of hands. Who here downloaded and purchased the annual subscription of Disney Plus? Now, by annual, I mean, I got the monthly annual. Yeah, and you're paying 15% more than I am. Uh, but I'll tell you who's the real winner is Ew. Verizon wireless customers with unlimited data plans because they're not paying for the entire first year. They're saving themselves a good $66 or something Ooh, like that. Those lucky ducks. Yeah. I do not qualify. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Wonder Rob, you, uh, you've had a little bit more time with Disney Plus than myself just because oh, yeah. you, you had a daddy day when it came out. That's so, right. I was uh, working from home that day, taking care of the boy, and of course I downloaded it. Well, I signed up and downloaded it first thing in the morning, just like 10 million other people did. <laughs> and uh, now you had a lot of shows that you were watching. What's on your watch list right now? Well, to be fair, I didn't put anything on my watch list, but my wife sure as heck did. Um, that <laughs> are morning. Guys, are you guys sharing the profile? Or you oh, yeah. Just share the profile. No. I mean, who oh, needs? Really why nice do we need here. different profiles? now? Because it's all... It's not like there's Darth Vibbert has multiple profiles. Darth Vibbert are a uh, frequent geek, so to speak, contributor and our corrections department. If you if you ever hear us talking about our corrections department, we're talking about Darth Vibbert. Um, yes, <laughs> I saw his whole family has profiles, but here's why I didn't opt to make profiles because it's not like there's a wide variety of content. And what I mean by that is there's obviously there's a vast array of things to watch, but there's not a variety of things to watch. It's all Disney. It's all it's all like Disney Plus originals or like That Darn Cat or That Darn Cat the remake or the third That Darn Cat that they made or the Shaggy Dog or the Shaggy Dog remake or the Shaggy DA. <laughs> <laughs> or or things like that, you know what I mean? So I I didn't I didn't feel like making a separate profile was really necessary. Um cuz I know my wife's not going to watch any of the Marvel stuff unless I make her. She's not sure as heck not watching any of the Star Wars stuff. Uh, my wife, uh, she's she has been enjoying it though. And let me tell you, no, nobody told me, Shaf, nobody told me that a side effect of subscribing to Disney Plus would be having your wife force you to watch Lizzie McGuire. Oh no! For the first time, and you end up fucking loving it. <laughs> I, I, I was, is so dumb but i love it <laughs> can, can i have, make a confession about the lizzie mcguire show uh-oh does this have to, something to do with how you shape your chest <sighs> no but um when the lizzie mcguire show first came out and perhaps a few years after it came uh -oh. out still uh -oh. um i definitely had a crush on her female best friend that oh the brunette yeah. I don't she's, know their names. <laughs> she's cute. 
and she's probably my age now, so I shouldn't feel like weird about it, but, um, but <laughs> just keep going shop. Just take that shovel. Keep digging it. I mean, dig that hole, buddy. <laughs> obviously I wish her well. <laughs> I hope she's got, um, you know, a loving person in, in her life. Um, whether she likes guys or girls, doesn't matter. It's everything's a wonderful thing and, uh, good for her. Okay. Great uh, for her shop. Yeah. Great for her. But no, um, that's really the only thing that I've watched on Disney plus outside of our main topic, which is going to be the Mandalorian. That's like big and new. Uh, the morning that it uh, was released to the public, of course, I had my uh, working in my my home office and I have my little area set up for uh, my little boy. And of course, I put on Disney movies because I could take a break from Elmo. I mean, it doesn't hurt to take a break from Elmo, you guys. So I put on uh, Aladdin and then I put on Beauty and the Beast and then I put on Little Mermaid and then I put on The Lion King. And I'll tell you something, my son was eating it up <laughs> with a spoon. He was just sitting there staring at the TV, and I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I can get back to work. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I tease. Uh, but I was very pleased that he was uh, finding it enjoyable. Because, I mean, he's only 11 months. He's almost a year, actually. He'll be a year at the end of this month. But he doesn't have a, a whole lot of comprehension about what he's watching. But he loves music. Like, things with music, he'll stop whatever he's doing, and he'll watch it. Um, so of course the Disney animated musical he he was all about. Um, so yeah, it's my, my main experience has been Lizzie McGuire and Disney classics so far. Uh, on top of the uh, expanding and assembling the universe Marvel uh, specials. Of oh course. yeah, you know you know I watched those. Oh yeah. Too. Now for me, my watch list the main things the, the the really the only things I've watched so far is like you said the expanding the universe. I watched that today. Uh, and then last night I watched the first episode of Mandalorian and I watched the world according to Jeff Goldblum. See, I forgot about that. I knew it was a thing. I just <laughs> forgot to watch it. Everyone should watch this show. Everyone. It should be required viewing as a human being on this earth to make sure this show just continues for 80 plus seasons. Okay. So hit us with the premise. <laughs> All right. So if you've ever wondered what Jeff Goldblum thinks about anything and everything, mm -hmm. then this is the show for you. It's a 12 part series, just like they're doing with uh, Mandalorian and probably other original content. They're only releasing episodes one at a time. So it's a docu-series. Um, it says Jeff Goldblum pulls on the thread of a deceptively familiar object to unravel a world of, of, and actually, I'm going to read it like Jeff Goldblum. Unravel a world of uh, astonishing connections uh -huh, uh -huh, and uh, <laughs> fascinating science and, and history uh, through the prism uh, of, of curious and witty mind. Nothing, no, nothing is as it seems. <laughs> so, and scene. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's incredible because let me just tell you the first episode, it's legitimately 31 minutes of Jeff Goldblum discovering the secret history of sneakers. What? <laughs> I am not kidding. I am not kidding. It is all about shoes, specifically basketball 
sneakers and like and what he, like the the underground not underground but like the collecting like the people yes, who are like, like into he, collecting shoes he goes and he visits sneaker con and he interacts with the people sneaker con yeah and what? he goes to like a very fancy uh um like custom sneaker maker and he gets shoes made for himself he visits the adidas design like secret lab factory and they tell him that he doesn't really know how to run. It's it's a really you don't know how to run, Jeff Goldblum. They, they said you're bopping too much. You, you need to bop less. And he's like, uh, I'm uh, 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 bopping, bopping. You say I I I oh um I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's just I, uh, <laughs> I want so I want funny. Jeff Goldblum to be my uncle, um, mm. if it's possible. Uh, Jeff, I just I'm gonna, I'm tagging you right now uh, at Jeff Goldblum. I'm adding you adding you totally right now so to my family reunions you're yeah. my uncle i need you in my life sir but anyways this show it's the, sounds it's the amazing best, it's the best thing that national geographic ever did that's all i'm gonna say wow um so j- definitely check that show out uh because who knows what he's gonna talk about next i feel like next week it'll be on like granola bars or something like that it's gonna be something weird. i hope so <laughs> how do you how do you one up the uh the apparent uh, underground sneaker world. <laughs> He's like, uh, uh, and next week, um, we 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 will be discussing. Uh, we're uh, going to talk about uh, Quaker uh, Chewy bars. Yeah, he's uh, like, um, 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 pickles, pickles. We'll be talking about pickles. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, and also, I just happened to notice this because I have Disney Plus up on my screen right now. They very, very subtly, discreetly changed the font for Avatar. I don't know if you noticed this, but, and this makes me laugh. Sure did Because I think about um, on SNL, that Ryan Gosling was the host for this particular episode. And he did like one of those digital shorts. And it was about uh, him being obsessed with the fact that he realized that the graphic designer who made the avatar logo just used the papyrus font <laughs> and didn't even change it up. And it's really true that it's definitely the papyrus font, but now on this Disney plus service, they changed it and it's no longer papyrus. So they must've gotten enough backlash where they literally changed it based on an SNL skit. So, <laughs> dang. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny uh, to catch that. But anyways, um, Major things happening with Disney Plus. Uh, the demand for it actually caused the service to crash just hours after it debuted. Did that happen to you? Were you caught in that? Uh, I didn't that crash. I actually I didn't get any crashes the morning that I downloaded it. That evening, it did happen once where I got the uh, the character screen of death. It was uh, who was it? It was it was Wreck-It Ralph and Penelope and Wreck-It Ralph was holding like a Wi-Fi symbol with no signal and Penelope was holding one with a full signal and it was like, sorry, yeah. sorry, you can't watch your shows. But I did notice that at the beginning, when I first started it in the morning, a lot of content wasn't loading. Like movies were not showing up on the lists. Like if you go to the movies section and it says list all A to Z, in theory, that would mean list every movie that's on the platform right that's what you would assume but there were i couldn't find beauty and the beast i couldn't find little mermaid i couldn't find lion king i actually had to manually search for them so i was like why would these not be on here and then when i searched for them they would show up Mm. same with the mandalorian the mandalorian wasn't showing up when i would click on the star wars thing everything but the mandalorian was showing up 
That's weird. So I had to I had to search for it. So like I feel like while it wasn't it wasn't screwing up totally for me. Like obviously there's a, a few kinks to be worked out, and there's a few feature kinks too that this doesn't have. Like when I I started. Uh, what was it? Beauty and the Beast. And I stopped watching it. When I went to press play again, I assumed I was going to get a note that said, resume playing or start from beginning. You know, like on Netflix, Hulu or whatever. Yeah. Nothing like that. Um, I encountered also, that as well. I encountered there, that same thing. There's also, in the I noticed this in the Lizzie McGuire things. There's no like up next thing like in netflix like if you're watching the office you know the credits are rolling and it's like up next starting in three two one like it doesn't do that it just went straight to the menu and then you had to go back and select the next episode um, again i don't know if that was a, a fuck up on disney plus's part or a missing feature but i noticed like a, just a couple of like key creature comforts that you're just used to aren't on the, disney plus maybe those things are maybe not available at launch maybe they'll add them to it just based on customer feedback i think will probably be the case maybe now, um, for additional content that is out there, we're not going to spend too much time on this, but just know that you can check out a bunch of deleted scenes related to Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. um, and they're all available on Disney Plus as well, including one particular scene uh, involving Tony Stark and the grown version, uh, grown-up version of his daughter Morgan. Um, that takes place in the soul world, at least that's what we think it is, um, after he does his uh, snap. So, um, which is so weird. It's a <sighs> weird scene. Did you watch it? Yeah. <laughs> it does not work very well at all, and I'm really glad they cut it. It's It was for the best. Um, at- like, I get what they were going for. Like, Thanos snaps the the gauntlet and he goes into the the soul stone, I guess, and talks to little Gamora. But like, I don't know, the scene didn't really work no, for me. It, I guess that's why they deleted it. Yeah, it felt very like the dialogue felt very like stilted. It didn't make sense. Um, there's no reason why Morgan would be older. Like, why would and if, if Tony's visualizing it, why would he know how like what she looks like when she's older? It, it just it didn't work. So I'm glad that they cut it. But there's a bunch of other stuff there for that. So um, you can look forward to that. Also, Disney Plus is um, now home to The Simpsons, but yeah, not, not in the way that it was meant to be seen. So oh, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I've actually streaming service ever <laughs> simpsons is something i'm looking forward to getting into just so i can watch the classic seasons season like three through seven those are the good ones everybody that's what i want to watch and i can't wait to watch them in their full original glory yeah well here's the problem is that you're only going to get some of your episodes making sense because uh somewhere along the way um the first 19.5 seasons of The Simpsons comprise a total of 429 pre-HD episodes. Two-thirds of the 661 that are currently available on Disney+. Plus. But the streaming service, uh, on the streaming service, there's only, they're only viewable in a 16 by 9 aspect ratio, which means that you're actually cutting off portions of the screen um, related to some of those episodes. So you're going to be missing out on some sight gags and things like that. So it's not the yeah. way to watch the yeah. Simpsons. That's it. Canceling my subscription. Yeah. Sorry, Walt. You can burn <laughs> in hell, Walt. <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, that is something to be aware of. Also, 
Um, of course, there's some uh, controversy related to some episodes where they've removed the opening of uh, the Simpsons, uh, like couch gag and stuff like that. So just keep keep your eyes peeled for those changes. Um, some other big changes that have made themselves apparent is another change to the whether or not Han shot first in the uh, the uh, cantina yeah. scene between Han and Greedo. Why and why are they doing this? It's so <laughs> ridiculous. I don't it's understand. So what is it? So, Guido, what did I call him before? Guido? Oh, yeah. You always do. You call him Guido. <laughs> like he's some Italian alien. Uh, hey, Guido. Guido. <laughs> what does he say? Mahoney? <laughs> Moni? I don't know. He says some weird phrase. Moni! <laughs> oh, I, I, it's not supposed to be anything that's audible. It's just like him screaming. He says like Mahoney or something weird. <laughs> and then and then uh, Han's head does this jerk thing where it like sk- hits to the side as if he's trying to like dodge the shot, which Pew! is not which is not how it was at all. So they basically just took Harrison Ford's head and like stretched it and like tilted it. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> so it's like that that uh, added scene um, when they re-released them in theaters. No, what was it? Was it on DVD? No, it was theaters where they added like the new special effects and Han Solo's talking to Jabba the Hutt and he just like walks over Jabba the Hutt's leg. They just like cut and cut and pasted Han Solo like up (laughs) and down. (laughs) And they're like, we did it. It's amazing. Did I say Jabba the Hutt's leg? I meant his tail, everybody. (laughs) I know he's a slug. His third leg. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. So, there's, you can see that uh, scene in its newfound glory, I guess you could say. And um, if you're looking for something uncensored, then check out Gargoyles because that awesome uh, cartoon show from the uh, 90s, right? It's a 90s show. It probably is. Yeah. Uh, Did you watch Gargoyles? You didn't? No. I've <sighs> never seen one episode. Dude, you got to watch Gargoyles. Even the theme song is amazing. Gargoyles. Gargoyles. They're in danger. Gargoyles. Yeah, you got it. It's exactly right. Boom. Life is like a hurricane when you're a gargoyle, gargoyle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we are gargoyles. (laughs) 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 With another gargoyles episode. Okay, so. (laughs) Gargoyles. Let's watch gargoyles. Gargoyles. (laughs) <laughs> when there's trouble you call, call the gargoyles, gargoyles. <laughs> <laughs> yes so oh man okay with that with that i think we should probably move on to our mandalorian segment <laughs> uh because there's plenty more we can talk about with disney plus but we're gonna let everyone just sort of dig in dig their their teeth into that and take a big old bite and we'll talk more about it next week uh, when we've had more time with it but moving on to the mandalorian one of our favorite things to do is review movies, TV, and games. Okay. Real so, quick, we're going to spoil the first episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, we are spoilers uh, aplenty. We're getting into it. We're going to take it apart, and we're going to talk all about it. So if you haven't seen it yet, press pause on this podcast, and then come back to it after you do. All right, Wonder Rob. Yes. Overall yes. impressions. Did, did you like it or did you not like it? What did you I, say? I didn't dislike it. Okay. Um, it was, it was, first of all, 
this has nothing to do with the quality of the show, but it was shorter than I was expecting it to be. It was like 32 minutes. Yeah, you're right. It was very strange. It should have been at least 55 minutes. Like it should have been a normal hour episode. They've got no commercial breaks. There's no reason for it to be 33 minutes long or whatever it was. Maybe 39 minutes, I think is how long it was. Yeah. Um, So yeah, my, I, I, I liked it, but like I said, it, it's one of those things. It's the first episode of a series, right? And so it's sort of really tough to to say like, oh, this is God's gift to television at this point because it's only the first episode. Um, but it did have aspects that I did like. Uh, for example, Mr. Blue Alien Fish. Uh, you liked him? Well, I, I'll, let me tell you why I liked him. Because the whole time, the whole time he was talking, I was like, what? I was like, this guy sounds so familiar. (laughs) Who is this guy? And then it hit me that it was Horatio Sands. Yep. (laughs) I was like, why is Horatio Sands in this? I was like, this is such a great casting. Like, why? (laughs) Like, who would have thought to put Horatio Sands in a Star Wars property? And then Brian Posehn shows up. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Out of nowhere. And I was like, like, this is so good. I'm like, they're just taking all the people that nobody would think to put in Star Wars and they're just like doing it. Um, (laughs) I had the same note. I wrote down, was that Brian Posehn? (laughs) And then um, as far as that blue alien, I was saying blue alien is obnoxious and way too American sounding. Every time he speaks, I said, every time he speaks, I think it's Kevin James with fins. <laughs> I recognized his voice based on when he would do the, um, there was a sketch on Saturday Night Live that was, it was like, uh, the premise was Jimmy Fallon was like recording a webcam series. And, oh, yeah. and Horatio Jared's Sands would always come, Jared's and Horatio Sands would always come in like, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, I can't even do an impression. I can't do it justice. But everything he was saying was reminding me of that. And I was like, is this Horatio Sands? It's Horatio Sands, is it? And I watched all through the end of the credits to be yeah. verified. Uh, Iceball King, uh, Tim, uh, told me this morning, he's like, you know, that was Horatio Sands, right? And I was like, are you kidding me? So yeah, so I found out this morning. I didn't realize it at the time. I just thought it was clearly somebody, but I did not know. Uh, but yeah, that's funny. I liked how he he was like, I need to use the toilet. <laughs> to try to get on to try to some futile way to escape uh mr mandalorian um i liked the the opening sort of shootout scene in that little bar um i liked how he chopped the guy in half with the door that was cool i was like all right all right i kind of wish that we that we hadn't been spoiled on that moment in the previews all yeah. the trailers showed that exact moment so it's like that kind of took away like you knew what was going to happen um, so I kind of wish that that they had saved that for us to see within the episode. Yeah. Um, so the cat, the casting right off the bat, I was like, okay, John Favreau's got the people that, that he likes. And so he was putting it in. Um, uh, so yeah, that, that was, I think probably my favorite or my second favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> now, uh, I'm just going to kind of go through the episode as in sort of a chronological way. Cause that's how my notes right. are, but let's do it. Um, uh, first thing I say is bounty hunting is cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is it just, cool. It's just like the, he, he definitely has like a cool vibe to him. The Mandalorian dude has a cool vibe to him. I like how um, he threw the little puck down to Horatio Sands and Horatio Sands like, who's that? <laughs> 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 
Who's that supposed to be me? <laughs> <laughs> I liked uh, that character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I had that moment where I was like, is that Brian Posehn? Uh, and then I said, I dig the alien ice walrus. Like, yeah, thing. that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, he's like, stay off the ice. <laughs> Died immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the that's a downer that we don't get to see Brian Posehn anymore. I know. But now Brian Posehn has a character in the Star Wars wiki. Yeah. So he'll always be immortalized. It's all, it's all good. Um, it'll be Brian Posehn and then it'll be Jizz. Um, I like how quickly and easily they were able to carbonite somebody. Like on Bespin, they have a whole room designated for it. And he has to, like, you have to fall into the chamber to get carbonated. And all Mando has to do is basically push him into a closet. <laughs> That's true. The <laughs> other guys... too easy. <laughs> they're, being, they're just being dramatic about it. They're, like, trying to freak everybody out. You're about to get frozen. This guy's just like, get in the closet. <laughs> I'll push the button. <laughs> It all happens really, really fast. Um, so yeah, so we see some carbonite again. Um, I said, okay, so Mando gets paid for his troubles with a custard dessert. It looked like the dude threw him a bunch of, and I, I feel like he he said these are flans. Like he's like, here's <laughs> here's a, here's a bunch of flans. Um, and I was like, is that you, Chubbs? <laughs> he's like, it's all in the hips, baby. It's all in the hips. <laughs> <laughs> I was super thrilled when I saw him. I was like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> Damn alligator bit my hand off. Carl, Carl friggin' Weathers. <laughs> um, we have another. The casting instant. on the show is is chef's kiss. Mwah. It's, Mwah. It's, Mwah. A, it's It's very nice. Yeah. Um, we have the word parsec appear again. And I feel like Star Wars does not know what they want parsec to be. They don't. Is it a unit of measurement? Is it a speed? Is it a unit of time? Is it a region of space? Because he says, you're the best in the parsec. <laughs> so he says it. And I'm like, okay, Han Solo says he made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. And then in Solo, they refer to the parsec as being a measurement a measure of, of distance yeah like a taker it's like it's an not acre. like it's not like it took him 12 seconds to get there it's t- he did it within 12 whatever space distances away but then to say like you're the best in the parsec i guess are they're saying like within space one, distance within like one mile is what he's like basically saying like if yeah. you're trying to like take it out of context it's like um, from here to the arby's yeah i just feel like star wars doesn't really know what they want a parsec to be and it gets really obnoxious to me fucking john favreau <laughs> let's review bomb this show they <laughs> 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 <It> messed up <laughs> um they were they talk about this material uh that's part of the bounty hunters uh armor and they yes. this, this beskar beskar right yeah beskar now, well should we have known that their armor is made of a metal called Beskar because I've never heard that word in the Star Wars universe ever before. I mean, at least it's not made of Worskar. (laughs) (laughs) It just felt to me like the way they dropped the line, it was like something, oh, obviously it's Beskar, but I don't remember it. Now it just feels like a MacGuffin situation right now. I'm sure it's something like that. I, I was not aware of the presence of Beskar 
it's like um unobtainium. Ooh. <laughs> um the there's a lot of references in this episode, a lot of little nods to previous Star Wars movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, in uh, Return of the Jedi, there's that little <laughs> that little that little salacious crumb, asshole, right? Yeah, I hate that guy. And uh, I, I wrote down in my notes, not laughing anymore. A eh, salacious crumb. <laughs> oh, like, his you know buddy's getting his buddy's getting like spit roasted. So. You know, they sell those guys in uh, Galaxy's Edge. I didn't realize they were meant for cooking. Oh, interesting. Little, interesting. Yeah, like little puppet ones you can have on your shoulder. But really, <laughs> you're supposed to put them on a spit. Now, did you watch... Um, did you watch... Did you ever play World of Warcraft? Uh, yes. Uh, um, at one point, we uh, we were going to do a, a segment on World of Warcraft 100 years ago, Shaf, on the, the but new did expansion. You, did you play it, though? Well, I didn't. I played it. I don't think I got into the massively multiplayer part. <laughs> I think I was stuck in the forest, and I was like, "Okay, all right, not for me." <laughs> <laughs> well, this this first episode reminded me of playing World of Warcraft, and I'll tell you why. Okay, so the main character, he's his armor is like just a mess. Like none of it matches. It's all run down. He's pretty ragged. He looks like mm-hmm. he's seen better days. He finally gets this, this piece of Beskar steel when he takes this really um, high-profile job um, to recover this person, whatever, um, as far as the bounty is concerned. He takes that piece back to this underground lair of bounty hunters and presents it to a fellow Mandalorian character, and they melt it down and make it into a shoulder pad. Sweet. <laughs> and it re- this is the part that reminds me of World of Warcraft because when you play like dungeons and stuff, and you get the loot, all that new loot, you have to, you have to equip it to your character, and you can see it, but it always it never matches the rest of your outfit. <laughs> so he's got this like one, like super polished, like shoulder pad and the rest of him looks like garbage. Uh, so I just found that to be like super funny. And I was like, Oh, he's just like, he's just like a new tune in, uh, in world of Warcraft. So anyways, that was my own personal take on that. Excellent. Excellent observation. <laughs> um, I decided that, from now on, whenever I'm done talking, I don't want anyone to say anything else. I'm just going to say, I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> I had that exact same thought. I was like, I wonder if I can try that on my wife. <laughs> I, we, what's for dinner? McDonald's, I have spoken. <laughs> and she starts opening her mouth. You're like, I have spoken. Uh, um, uh, I um, said good day. I said good day. Good day. <laughs> um my main this is just a general note overall my main criticism with this show is the music you didn't like the music the music isn't even music (laughs) the music felt more like tonal uh it was like they took enya's music and took out enya but left the music and then slowed it down and then took out half the instruments and then just left it and we're like, <laughs> okay, we're ready. Go ahead. We know what that's that called, right? It's called jizz, <laughs> as we discussed on a previous episode. 
it's like um that's a real thing everybody <laughs> look it up in the star wars wiki that's right jizz that's right <laughs> <laughs> that cool jizz that soft jizz <laughs> that's space music it's called jizz all right continue um it, it it's like that uh character from the office uh gabe when he does those soundscapes oh god <laughs> that's basically what they decided to do for this episode and none of it matches up to the, the actual action that's going on in the scene. So there's no like swells of, of dramatic um, John Williams esque uh, orchestral uh, stuff. None of that is there. It's none of the iconic star Wars themes are present. I understand it's its own thing, but that with music being such a, an important part and piece of what makes star wars star wars they really failed in that regard yeah okay uh, i didn't notice but I'll, I'll pay a little more attention the next time i watch <laughs> um any notes up to this point uh that you wanted to mention no you're doing a great job because i uh for one just watched the episode <laughs> i was i didn't think to write anything down because i was just like i'm gonna just absorb it. I'm gonna well, absorb see, it you like always usually have notes, so I was like, okay, I better come prepared. I usually do. Notes. I usually do. You're right. But this time I didn't because I usually take notes when I'm looking to actively criticize something, and I'm like, no, I'm just going to I'm just gonna see. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> I didn't want to actively criticize it, but I did not really love this. Well, that's what I was saying before. Like, I, I think it's a little too soon to say if it's like the greatest series of all time. Yeah. Because too, it's just sort of setting blowing, up the premise. Yeah. Too many people are blowing their load over this first episode. And I'm sorry. It's not, it's not blow your load worthy yet. Okay. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, at least but, in my opinion. It's but I didn't take hate it. More. Yeah. No, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. But I think the main criticism, and this is something that this show is going to have a t- difficult time overcoming is he never takes his helmet off. And how do you connect with a character that you never actually see? So, see, but I, I did have that thought, but then I remembered, I was thinking back to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies where this guy wouldn't put, wouldn't keep the mask on. He'd love to take his mask off. <laughs> and so now, now I'm like, okay, but now he's going to keep the mask on, keep the cool look. But I did have that thought that it's yeah. a little tougher to to connect when you can't see somebody. I'm sure it'll come off at some point. Plus, it's Pedro Pascal. He's a good looking dude. I mean, you don't hide those 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 eyeballs. Um, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say <laughs> the mounts, the uh, the creatures that they're riding, they look like giant bluegills in the desert. I like I those little guys with the little tiny arms, <laughs> and they're just like so angry. <laughs> well, my thing was there is no cool way to ride those things. Like, <laughs> like once he fi- like figured out how to ride them, which by the way, stuff was really crazy. dumb. It was so dumb because they, it was a perfect time for a montage and they didn't do it. Montage. <laughs> montage. <laughs> I'll tell you why it was dumb. He, he wrote it. He attempted to ride it. He fell off. He attempted to ride it. He wrote again. He's like, don't you have like a space cruiser? for me to go and the guy's like aren't you a mandalorian i thought you could ride you people could do anything and then he gets on it and he rides it perfectly and that's the end of that and he's like i have spoken (laughs) i was like well why didn't you just tell him it was a a mandalorian to begin with (laughs) oh yeah okay (laughs) but yeah i was getting all the montage feels without any semblance of a montage um okay so after this scene when they finally arrive at the uh the base or whatever and this is where he's going to retrieve this bounty yep um he is uh sort of 
sideswiped by a, a rival bounty hunter in the form yes. of a, an IG droid. Um, I think it's IG 11, if I'm not mistaken. That might um, be correct. Now, voiced by the famous, the wonderful, one of our favorite people in the world, Taika Watiti. Yeah, I recognized his voice immediately. I was like, no, sh- I was like, no, no way, because I knew, I knew he was going to direct an episode, at least one. But I was like, is he in this show too? <laughs> and then, of course, I waited till the end credits, and I was like, yes. <laughs> he did have Korg vibes, but he was definitely tapered back because he was obviously playing a droid, so there was a little less emotion. It was more like um, sort of dry comedy which he already has a dry sense of humor but it was just like that much more because he sort of dialed back his uh inflection a little bit um, which worked but i feel like there could have been more to, to it i did really like his character because of that 360 degree shooting yeah it was very cool he was just like pam pam pow. yeah so i, and really I liked- enjoyed that I liked how he threatened to self-destruct like a hundred times. Yeah, that joke was funny. It needed to be done in in like the rule of three. Like that would have been like the best way to like make it happen. Um, but I and I so, so I felt like they sort of borderlined it too much. And also, it was the reaction the Mandalorian gave to it. Like they, they their banter within each other. I didn't feel like they had a solid chemistry yet for the for that back and forth. But I thought it was on its way. Um, definitely that scene once they're pinned down um, in front of the the locked door that was giving off some serious Endor vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, very uh, derivative of that scene, which was probably just them paying homage to to the prior movie. And oh, I, was, sure. I was waiting for some day ex machina like Chewie coming in with an ATST or something. And instead uh, Mandalorian jumps on the turret and basically like does this. I'm going to be in one spot the entire time while the rest of the entire town's worth of baddies just stands there. Yeah. He took so it. He, he, he took, took it. it and took, made them take it. Bam, bam. Right up their robot butts. After this point, after all the baddies are done, they both walk in to the base to retrieve their bounty. Yep. And this is where the big twist happens. <gasps> what is it, Sean? What was he finds out the bounty is none other than a baby whittle Yoda thing. A baby, a baby Woda. A little Woda. So cute. Baby me, I am. Shit, my diaper I did. (laughs) Cute. Cute you are. Mm. (laughs) This kind of sounds like Miss Piggy. (laughs) Oh, Kermy. He is voiced by Frank. Yeah, it's the same voice. (laughs) I got got real strong Miss Piggy vibes from yours. (laughs) Oh, Kermy. (laughs) Oh, Miss Piggy. Um, excuse me, but um, could you get off of my leg? (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. (laughs) Good times, good times. So, um, I have uh, an issue with this scene with the baby Yoda, with the baby Yoda, and it's not with the baby Yoda, it's with the fact that some fucker spoiled it for me on uh, the Flipboard app because they literally put the picture of baby Yoda's face. And this was within one hour of the launch of Disney+. Plus. I was sitting at my desk at work. I was 
going through news articles to, to find what stuff to add for this particular podcast episode. And they literally put baby Yoda is the, is the big twist of the, and this is the headline. I'm like, you fucking assholes. That is an absolute they spoiler. Purpose. They do it on purpose. They're, they're trying to get clicks and attention to their website. Oh my God. It drove me nuts. So then I was like, well, maybe it's not going to be a big part of the episode. Oh no. It was the actual big twist of the episode. It was the, the driving yeah. plot. So, and um, uh, then of course uh, a surprising thing happens. Uh, the Mandalorian ends up shooting the IG uh, bounty droid. Uh, I was not pleased with that. Maybe he'll come back. Yeah. Maybe, and it's, he's a droid. So maybe it's just a matter of um, a, another model will have the same voice and same manners. And but I thought I was like, oh shoot. Cause I don't really know much about the show. I just sort of, I sort of purposely stayed away from anything about it. And I was like, is this going to be like a buddy cop movie between the Mandalorian and this droid? Like, I hope, <laughs> I really hope so. Like that idea just like really with me. I was like, this is going to be great. And then of course he killed him, but maybe he'll <laughs> come back. Maybe he'll come back. Yeah. I said, farewell, sweet New Zealand I uh, New New Zealandic IG bounty droid prince. We hardly knew ye. And then I said, the end credits music is awful. <laughs> it is so <laughs> awful. Again, I wasn't. I didn't really notice because I was. I was actively reading all the credits. I was like, all right, show me who was who because I really wanted to know. Do me a favor, Wonder Rob. When you have some time, just listen to the end credits theme song and and tell me that you don't want to claw your own skin off of your face. Okay. Because I hated it. I will pay more attention next week. <laughs> so yeah, so that's all my notes that I had for The Mandalorian. All in all, I would say that it was decent. By by no means the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, but I don't think that it was a strong enough episode to be like part of the launch of Disney+. Plus. I think that it needed a little bit more. And it was pretty, like, I, I realized maybe not every episode will, will be 39 minutes. Maybe they'll be a little bit longer. Um, I also don't know how many episodes are going to be in this Mandalorian show. If it's going to be like six or 10 or more than that. Um, well, but I know it, they're already doing season two. Uh, they're okay. starting production on the second season. Yeah. So it seems like there's going to be a big focus on the armor and the, the lore of the Mandalorians. Get it? Ah. So, um, <laughs> so we'll find out more as we go. Excellent. Well, I, for one, I'm looking forward to more episodes. Hopefully things start picking up. I think since it's it's a, a weekly show, usually something like this, you know, we would just hop right into the next episode and hop right into the next episode and things pick up, you know, or you, you get a better sense of the direction that the show's going because you can just keep watching. So I think, you know, stopping at that point and then having nothing else to watch, it's just like a... a, a, a a, a relic of the past that we're we're just not used to these days. I agree, and I think for the future uh, podcast episodes, we'll take a brief moment and uh, and mention uh, anything that's stand out and noteworthy of, of future episodes of Mandalorian. As yeah, we go. we'll see. We'll see how so, we do it. Um, we've got some cool stuff in store for the next episode. We're not going to tell you what it is because it might change. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened before. <laughs> but uh, just just uh, make sure to stay tuned because uh, uh, we definitely have some great stuff planned. Thank you so much for listening to our episode today. Uh, if you were looking for Wonder Rob on social media, guess where you can find him? It's at Wonder Rob, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B. 
on Twitter and Instagram, and then myself on Instagram at I am the Shaw. Uh, I will not accept your follow <laughs> because, <laughs> because I like to keep it private. But wow! Uh, but I just want to be at least transparent. That's where you're going to find me. Uh, <laughs> but are they private tweets? <laughs> you just said I won't accept. Oh no, not Twitter. Sorry, Instagram. But you can follow him. Um, oh wait, or, or is your Instagram private? It's private. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, I exist, but you can't yeah. see my stuff, uh, and yeah. I'm not gonna let you. I just—it's—it's my private life. I get to—I get to choose that. Uh, hey, I'm an open book, everybody. Come look right. at pictures of my son and my dog. <laughs> Um, definitely don't forget to subscribe it's if, it's, if it's your first time be sure to rate and review us tell your friends tell everybody we've got some things planned coming into the new year it's going to be a lot of fun so we hope to see you next week same geek time same geek channel see you later everybody i love you you cucks haha <laughs> it's a callback it's a callback everybody <laughs> you cucks <laughs> So I will be able to, to finally get a doctor's appointment and I will finally be able to do cut my balls right off. <laughs>